Hi everyone, um, welcome back to Outtakes. This week I'm joined by Eddie Purdy, our National Creative Director and Head of Outfront Studios. Hello. And he's here to talk to us a little bit more about what Outfront Studios is, how you can really engage them with your clients, so what they really do, um, and really easy things to know and easy ways to talk about um, the studio's business at Outfront. Thank you so much for having me here. Outfront Studios, I feel like the whole company knows that you know we are the creative department. Um, the parts that maybe they don't necessarily get. Um, uh, some people may be thinking more on the production side that, hey, I got a guy that can do stuff. It'll be great. Like, there's not a lot of value associated with that. It's just they can knock something cool out last minute. That's kind of the opposite of what we want to be known for or what we want to do. And it's really not what we, we do at all. Um, all the way to the other side where people actually understand we're here to design campaigns. We're here to build your book of business. Uh, even if it's starting at that, you know, three grand or two grand or some small buy, we can help build that with a solid conversation and just following just a few steps. That's it. One of the things I've noticed a lot of since joining Outfront and really understanding from Eddie and seeing the work that is coming out of studios is not only is it a huge differentiator for Outfront in that we're the only out-of-home company with our own boutique creative studio, but that the work you guys are doing is really elevating the medium in general and making out-of-home to the layperson really feel more creative, more innovative, and really appreciating what a special medium and channel it is. Um, when people are starting or any sales sales team members are coming to you or thinking about how to engage studios on a piece of business or introduce you to a client. What's that process like? What are some of the most common questions you feel like you get? Um, the process, you know, I feel like depending on what market, you know, what AE, it's, it's always a little different. Um, kind of what I was saying before, whether some people have their perception that, hey, I got this meeting coming up, can we throw something together? Uh, my reaction to that is, no, we can't, but I'm happy to have a conversation. Like, it all, wherever it starts, it all kind of funnels back to that. Like, I'm not interested in designing what I think's cool. You know, that sounds fun and it's going to be really cool and, you know, yeah, you know, we'll do this and that. But at the end of the day, your client, I mean, they could be offended by that. Like, that's not cool to them because it's me projecting my ideas and my thoughts that, have nothing to do with anything, you know, any objective of theirs on them. So that process is, let's just talk. I just want to go and listen and understand who they are. And within that meeting, it's to me, it's, it's just so, it's almost magical, right? It's like that unicorn moment where, you know, ideas are starting to come up that are based on what they're talking about. And, you know, if the salesperson is playing their cards right, but as they're listening, they're understanding, like, that's just the tip of the iceberg, right? That's just a small slice of the pie. Like, this is way bigger than that. We're hearing all these objectives and needs that the client has. And in our head, in the creative side, we're seeing this campaign, which should be corresponding with the sales team as far as, you know, that campaign needs to exist on these different locations, these different canvases across the market to really uh, 
satisfy those objectives the client has. It's sort of an interesting point because I think that everyone's gut instinct is to show up to a meeting and I know that I used to work on the agency side in new business and you always wanted to show up a meeting ahead or more prepared creatively but um, bringing you is us showing up prepared or bringing someone from the studio's team is us doing that. I think you made a really good point and that if we go too far with mock-ups especially with clients who maybe have an agency already you end up almost offending them because now you're basically showing them creative we can do without acknowledging any of the hard work that they've already put in to their creative thinking 100%. and their creative campaigns. So um, as everyone out there, all our listeners, are thinking about how to engage studios, bring them to the meetings, I think that's okay to say, um, but bring them to the meetings and start those conversations with your clients because we know everything our studios makes is awesome and can be right on the nose for all client objectives and help them drive business. But you obviously want to make sure that what we're creating is their vibe, is their tone, um, reflects work they've maybe already invested in and really matches and supports the media they're already doing so that it is part of an integrated campaign and out of home doesn't then like, once again live singularly and not in the right way. Totally. That, yeah, no, that's fair. And yeah. like, you know, to add on to bring the studio's team, you know, designer, art director to the meeting, like, I get it, like, we're kind of a lean staff and we're not going to make it to every meeting, but the ones that have that opportunity definitely take us. But, you know, even though we're called the studios, right, and then we have our marketing department influencer, like, I think a mistake that a lot of, you know, us in general make is we, we compartmentalize those instead of seeing marketing as a whole, right? There There is that opportunity for marketing to help qualify that lead so like a you know an art director can't come with you to that meeting that's okay because you have all these resources in marketing right to, to qualify that lead to understand that industry so you can go to that meeting prepared and and talk to the client like look i get your landscape of business i understand that uh, i've pulled some examples from the art bank within that industry right or from the category decks or whatever it is uh, and you're having an intelligent conversation where you, you're building a little bit of that trust so then that client can just spill their guts and just really open up and show you why they're passionate about whatever the hell it is that they do. So going back to you just nod to the art bank and it made me think, I feel like it would be helpful for everyone listening to know a little bit more about the resources that you guys have and ways to engage with studios, so the CMS, you have Art Bank, and then, of course, the best of the week emails. Everybody's favorite way to start their Monday morning. Yes. It's mine. <laughs> Pretty pictures. Liar. I'm into it. Um, yeah, so the the Studio CMS, like, I know when we first put that out, like, that was kind of a hard grind for people because it's like, no, I just want to email you and let you sift through a bunch of forwards to find out what you need to do. Um, as appealing as it sounds to my team, but uh, it wasn't very efficient use of our time. So that, that's why we put that in place where it can help us stay on track and on top of your, you know, the sales team's projects. Uh, but yeah, the, the art bank, that whole thought of we need that spec, piece of spec to start that meeting. So please just slap this client's logo on this bus shelter, or USK or whatever the hell it is. And you know, they're going to be wowed. That doesn't work because it's that first initial wow that the client likes, like, oh, my name and lights, that's great. 
but because it's not underlying by any value for the medium that goes away. So the art bank is there to show a client like, hey, we get your industry, right? We understand, we work with clients across the country in this same industry. And because we know this market and the audiences in this market, we can create a campaign that's just for you that doesn't necessarily look like this, it can have some of the same feels, right? So as that salesperson showing that art bank example or multiple examples, I'm hoping that they're running through it and saying like, you know, if the client's saying like, oh, I don't like that, ask why. Really, okay, that's cool. Like, I get that's not your, your brand. Uh, what about that uh, doesn't, you know, relate to you? It's like, well, gosh, we'd never like have a funny copy line like that. We are way more serious. You know, we'd say something more like this, right? Uh, that's hopefully what they're using to pull some information out. Uh, and at the same time, that client's seeing all this work, they're getting excited, they're building that expectation uh, for that campaign. It's almost like, instead of coming in with that spec piece, now you've built expectation, and now that client's so excited that in two or three weeks, you're gonna come back with a campaign that's just for them, that doesn't just have their logo slapped on a bunch of stuff. Sorry, I'm not sure if I can say that. But uh, <laughs> it has, it's, it's, it's meeting all their objectives, right? It, it makes actual sense. And then, this is the really cool part, now you get to bring in your proposal, right? As a salesperson, you get to draw a straight line from that line item on your proposal to this piece in the campaign, and instead of just those three or four billboards or the two bus kings or whatever the hell it is, like there's a whole laundry list of things on there, and they're all justified by that campaign, right? So. To, to not work like that, even though I know it takes like a little more time, but man, the ROI on that makes all the difference in the world. So then speaking of ROI, um, obviously at the end of the day, our biggest end goal for our clients, and I guess for us too, really, um, what are, if you had to pick and think about some work you've done, one to two of your favorite campaigns that you think whether it was process or the end result, really just knocked it out of the park. Uh, I guess because it's just top of mind right now, we're, we're wrapping it up and you know, talking earlier about how a true campaign you know, really wraps in the marketing side, the creative, the social, the mobile, you know, influencers, all that into one. Uh, a campaign that was kicked off by Clive, actually, uh, Freza, is this inhalable insulin. Um, it, it was just a unique campaign that was really driven by search, you know, because, you know, med medical pharmaceuticals, they have so much important safety information they can't, you know, if they put it on a billboard, it's going to be half the billboard is fine print. So we couldn't even use the, the brand's logo or their colors or anything. It all had to be based on driving people to search that uh, benefit of the product. So inhalable insulin is basically the benefit of this. Uh, the thing I loved about it was it did start with a discovery conversation, right? It, you know, we, we talked through and we just listened. And even though at first glance, it's the subject matter that's like, okay, a pharmaceutical thing, you know, you think of all the horrible commercials that cause diarrhea and bleeding and all death, you know, horrible things. Listening to this client talk about it, something that he personally struggles with, 
uh, type one diabetes, it was so inspiring. Um, he he just went on for like it was supposed to be a twenty minute call. It was like you know a two hour call of him just brain dumping and just getting everything off his chest and why this is so important for people to know and the challenges that they're faced against, but how he's going to stop at nothing till we can figure it out. Uh, the pieces to take from that is it started as a hundred fifty thousand dollar buy, right? So like fairly small buy and they wanted to do a couple markets which is like it's going to be kind of impossible it went up to you know we listened to them we developed a campaign and after we presented that first time that buy went from 150 to 250 or 270 so like it doubled and I truly believe that's because they saw the value in the creative they saw the value in how the campaign featuring you know the traditional iPhone transit and billboards the mobile and the social all playing together and accomplishing that goal. And then on top of that, uh, a creative usage agreement, right? Understanding the value and us not just handing stuff away for free, they want to use it on a bigger scale now on other platforms, social platforms, uh, which you you have to pay for that. And knowing that they're gonna use it in other markets where maybe we don't have coverage, we're gonna be handling the production, so we're getting those production dollars too. Uh, So, I mean, more money on all counts. We're actually taking production dollars away from our competitors now. And then the bottom line is, you know, the result is why my team does what they do anyway. Developing a campaign that actually connects with the people who desperately need to see it. Um, That's what I love about what we do. On that note, I I think that that's, that's such a great example of just how far-reaching studios can be and the full range and depth of the work you guys do. And something that I think I said it before, and I'll say it again as I'm about to, um, because we are the only out-of-home media company with a creative studio, it's so important that we really bring that to light and let Eddie's, Eddie and his team shine and really show our clients what we can do for them, um, more than just be billboard sellers kind of thing. Um, we can do a lot more. We can really elevate out of home as a whole when we engage studios, not just for our clients, but for all of us um, working in the industry. So on that note, um, thank you all for tuning in. And until next time, over and out. Thanks, y'all.